Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the NFL Trend Zone, the training camp edition. Training camps are underway league wide. There's plenty of other news flying onto your smartphone, whether that's Aaron Rodgers taking a fat-ass pay cut just to make the Jets more cap-friendly. Saquon, Saquon Barkley is remaining with the Giants on a one-year deal, although he's not happy about it. Andrew Thomas is locked up for the long term for the Giants. All kinds of contract news. Justin Herbert getting 52.5 mil per season. All of those items are rotating around the NFL. And what we're going to do tonight is go through some of the football teams that folks are really high on and then cut them down. No, what we're what we're really going to do is go through teams that have lofty expectations that we individually don't think are going to quite make those. And we've got Jason Bowen, Cody Spears, Wes Johnson, and myself. So that should be about 12 teams, although I'm sure we'll double up a little bit. Teams that are forecasted with a winning record or the postseason that we don't quite think will make it. That's on the docket. But first, Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to wager on all sports, including live betting and casino and card games available right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on this action. Remember to use this promo code, B-L-E-A-V, Bleave, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That is also known as free money. Bet online, where the game starts. The Trend Zone, July 26th. NFL training camps are in full force. Uh, well, I should say they've started. A lot of the contract items are in full force. It felt like the, the calendar flipped to Monday, and NFL was back. Uh, we went, th- We got through our dry patch, which usually lasts about six weeks, and here we are. So I've asked the group, Cody Spears, Jason Bowen, and we think Wes Johnson here momentarily to outline some teams that most of the general population is high on, thinks will reach the postseason or at least finish decent, that we are not necessarily sold on. And we have time for about three minutes per team, and I'm going to guess that we double up in spots. That's fine and dandy. Cody, why don't you kick us off with your first team that has high expectations that you think will perhaps flounder a bit? Sweet. Uh, when I got the topic this morning, uh, I obviously started thinking about it. And when I was at Walmart earlier, I uh, happened to walk by someone saying, uh, yeah, the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> and, you know, I'm I'm in Texas, so and I have been my whole life. And that's my ba- main gripe with our uh, Cowboy fans is it doesn't matter how many wins they had last season. The Cowboys are always going to win the Super Bowl <laughs> next year. And it honestly... It's not even impressive at this point. It's 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 just stubborn idiocy. Anyways, so my 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 team is the Cowboys. It got me to thinking about it, and so uh, I was looking up, you know, where can I find cracks in this Cowboys team, which is predicted by a lot of cow or a lot of experts to not only make the playoffs but possibly get farther than the divisional round. And so a few things really popped off to me, and we've talked about the Cowboys a little bit with their offense changing on here before. Um, so I want to go to that. They're changing the, uh, Sottenheimer who has been run out of, um, the Rams. He's been run out of Seattle. And a big thing for me here is the Cowboys are wanting to run the ball more 
And McCarthy literally might be the first offensive coordinator because he's calling uh, plays now to say he doesn't want to be the number one offense in the league. Quote, unquote, he said, I don't desire to be the number one offense in the league. I want to be the number one team in the league and the number of wins in the championship. We got to give up some production and take care of the ball better to get that. Then that's what we'll do. And he was talking about their coordinator last year with Kellen Moore saying Kellen wants to light the scoreboard up, but I want to run the damn ball so I could rest my defense. I think when you're a coordinator, you know, but you're in charge of the offense. Being a head coach and being a play caller, you're a little more in tune. Mm -hmm. So with McCarthy taking over the play calls and they have Tony Pollard as the only running back of note for me, this team's not built to run the damn ball. This Mm -hmm. team is built to live through the air. And it just seems like they're going two different directions on that. And then you also, for me as well, I got Michael Parsons. He's bulking up. The last linebacker to bulk up that is of Michael Parsons' ilk was Von Miller. And uh, Von Miller bulked up twice in his career, up to about 262, 270 pounds, and had uh, his two worst seasons as a pro. Um, so I'm thinking, you know, Michael Parsons, he's their best weapon. He led the NFL with 106 pressures last season. Bulking up could be a wrong move. And if he's not right, not to mention Zach Martin's holding out, you can kind of find some cracks in this Cowboys team. And and we got to find those for such teams because right now when you sit down to do your power rankings or your predictions, your automatic, I think, knee-jerk is to look at who made the playoffs last year and be like, oh, yeah, the Chargers, Cowboys, they're going to be good. And we know very specifically that uh, half these teams won't be that good. So that's why I asked the group to talk about this tonight. Now, the, the the Cowboys roster is challenging to find a bunch of deficiencies, as you probably found. But you always got to remember that Mike McCarthy's at the helm, and they stubbornly will not very, deviate away from him no matter what happens, or at least they haven't yet. This could be the, the final straw if they get bounced again prematurely, I'd say before the NFC championship. Uh, but out of the gate, Cody's got the Cowboys. Jason, who's your first team? Well, I'm going to go. I, yeah, I'm going to go with the te- the other team you just mentioned. Chargers? A team which, yeah, with the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely the Chargers. Coming on the heels of the monstrosity of a contract that they gave Justin <laughs> Herbert to secure him in. And they made sure that they let everybody know that they got, you know, loopholes in that contract to where that they can make sure that he's there for the long, long term. Whatever those are. I didn't look into the contract details. Didn't need to. <laughs> it, it, it's going to be the same exact situation this year as it is every other year. Um, I, I, I still can't believe they didn't fire their head coach last year. Mm-hmm. Um, they, oh my God, I, I just, I'm baffled, mystified there. Um, you know, Cody, I do want to mention something that you, yeah, you, what you said when you quoted McCarthy. I kind of liked that though. That kind of <laughs> liked that. I mean, I was like, <laughs> are you saying that as you don't like what he said? Because, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't really mind it, but they are not set up to to run the ball as well as they as he would probably like that they do. Um, but uh, I, I yeah. definitely cherry picked a, a easy quote there. <laughs> oh, and low, then, oh, it was some low hanging fruit. I get it as the head coach, but as a coordinator, I mean, that's that's just crazy. stuff. Well, another thing I'll mention, too, about what you said is we got to remember who Von Miller was playing for when he had those bad years. <laughs> That was Vic Fangio. <laughs> well, it was right? twenty. It was twenty thirteen and twenty nineteen. So I did forget to say that. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Twenty thirteen. That was his what second year, third. Uh, yeah, I think it was his third. 
Third year. And his been, third year. Start of was, his third. That could have been the year he was suspended for Adderall use. <laughs> um, <laughs> he wasn't taking enough of it, I guess. I mean, apparently not. Well, no, if he was if he was doing Adderall, he was probably losing weight. Yeah. Um, no, but I yeah, Chargers for me all day, every day. Ask me the same question next year. It's gonna be them again. <laughs> oh, yeah, I they, love the Chargers too. They've got a a topsy turvy way about them that when they were down was a 27 nothing to the Jaguars and then it got to 27 7 I think every single one of us as a football fan were like they're gonna find a way to let this let this one and, go yeah and they did. we knew it we knew yeah, it and, 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 and they knew it and they knew it yeah and we, did, we, we didn't really give them any heat like the coach wasn't <laughs> fired we certainly didn't uh give Justin Herbert any of the blame we we're just kind of like oh yeah they're yep. chargered we're yeah, good yeah, met yeah, expectations yeah. <laughs> and now and now that they got Justin Herbert on that team they mm-hmm. will never get heat because he never will get heat no no he's just he- like Stafford in that regard where uh nothing nothing i mean not that that comeback was fundamentally his fault but he's like he's lovable for some reason i don't know what it is he and stafford yeah. have the same it factor that it's like they well. do and it's and they're both comparable to dan marino <laughs> that guy that yeah. dude never did i mean you know god he never got any flag nope. either i nope. i remember elway used to just get bombarded and yeah. hated on and yo know, guy can't win the big one oh, he's only been to <laughs> four Super Bowls. What's Marino done? But Marino is always the guy that everybody said was going to be better. And yeah, they remind me a lot of him. Yeah, no, undoubtedly. Uh, Let's see. So this one I'm going to have to caveat because the Buffalo Bills, I don't think are going to miss the postseason or be a big struggle bus team. But I think there are some minor cracks in their foundation, whether it was the Diggs rumpus three, two or three weeks ago. Um, They just don't quite feel the same as they have going into a season. And now they're in a murderer's row division. Uh, The bottom floor for the Patriots is probably seven and 10. Miami, if Tua stays healthy, is probably going to win 10 games. The Rodgers experiment, now he's taking a $35 million pay cut. They're going to surround him with even more shit. Uh, It seems like, yeah, it seems like. like, He, He did what? Repeat that. Uh, yeah, he he re- restructured his deal and took thirty five million less over the next two years to basically do the Brady thing, where you take no. a small deal and go try to win a championship. I'm convinced Rogers is just going down the list of all the re- ways that he wronged the Packers and putting it in their face by <laughs> the saying, right, "I'm going to show up to minicamp. I'm going to reduce my contract now." Yeah. Everything the Packers fans wanted him to do for like four years. Uh, he's doing in New York, but <laughs> in spite of him. Yeah. 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 Just to make him mad. Uh, so Jets, <laughs> Dolphins, Patriots. And then that means the bills are right there, but I have them more pegged for 10 and seven, 11 and six. And you don't feel throughout the whole season. Like, Oh, these guys are going to beat Mahomes and the chiefs, baby. I think that they're just going to be a decent football team. And then they're going to have to soul search when the 2023 seasons to figure out we do this every year for four years in a row now. As soon as Josh Allen gets good, we get to the playoffs and we don't win. I think that's coming. Now, they won't fire their head coach or general manager because those guys were both extended. But I think that they are an unfortunate byproduct of Rodgers, big grand entrance on Broadway. Dolphins got all of these offensive weapons and the Patriots are incapable of playing utterly poorly. And I think that puts the Bills outside of the contendership with the Chiefs. Bengals and the Ravens, I think, are going to be the real deal. So I have the, for Vikings fans, I have the Bills kind of pegged in that Viking aura. Like, all right, baby, we're going to go 10 and 6, 10 and 7, 11 and 6, and see what happens. Uh, as opposed to this this time last year or the year before that, 
we're all pounding our chest, even on this show, saying the Bills are going to Super Bowl. I don't feel that this year. I think there's just some real tiny indicators that they're not quite the cream of the crop, and I cannot explain it. This is not a personnel thing. Uh, because you go look at their defense, they got two safeties that are phenomenal. They got Matt Milano in the middle. They got edge rushing glory. They got a lot of it. Um, and wait a second, here comes Wes. He's going to be put on the spot immediately. Uh, this is pretty damn good timing. As I wait for him to join, stall tactic. Here he comes. Wes Johnson, welcome to the trend zone. You have apropos timing. Uh, we've gone through the first round of our teams that we expect not to perform to their lofty expectations. Cody went to Dallas Cowboys because some guy pissed them off in the grocery store today uh, <laughs> talking about the Cowboys. Jason went with the Chargers because he fundamentally doesn't like them and thinks they're chokers, which they are. I went with the Bills, not to suck, but not to be an AFC front runner. Wes, hit us with your first team. I think you are on some sort of mute because your your audio is not working. Ooh. I think he was going to say the Dolphins. I think, I think he, there we go. (laughs) All right. You are live, Wes. Go right ahead. All right. So the, the first team I have this team, they won their division last year. Um, While I still anticipate them to be um, on the cusp of the playoffs this year. um, I think the hype surrounding this team is going to, um fall short of of where the lofty expectations lie. Uh that team is the Jacksonville Jaguars. You were doing the Brian Windhorse thing. We couldn't figure out who you were talking about. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. The Jaguars speech. The speech. Jaguars. Um I I think they have what it takes to be a playoff team. I just think that with the additions the Titans made, um the players returning from injury uh, for the Titans, uh, I think that they will reclaim this division. Um, this is a team two seasons removed from the top seed in the AFC. So I I think that they have the moxie, uh, they have the pedigree and the coaching to restore them to the top of the AFC South. Um I think the Jaguars are still coming into their own. I, I think that they have a good team. I just think that they have a young team that might take a little more time, even though they, they made it there last year. I think that uh, part of that had to do with just how poor the rest of their division was. And they took full advantage of um, injuries that the ten- Tennessee Titans had. And by implication, do you think the Titans are going to challenge them for the for the AFC crown or the AFC division crown there? Oh, I, I think the Titans come out of the AFC. Oh, I see. Uh, okay. AFC South um, and usurp the Jaguars. But I, I think people are talking up the Jaguars just because of kind of where they finished last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Trevor Lawrence, the addition of Calvin Ridley. Um you know, the type of team that they were uh, a young up and coming defense. And I think it overlooks one, you have uh, the Colts and uh, the Texans who um, essentially were playing with, um, I want to say grocery store quarterbacks, but that would be mm-hmm. an insult to Kurt Warner. So uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll go uh, 
we'll go with uh, car wash quarterbacks uh, in a washed up Matt Ryan and uh, Davis Mills. Um, they added who they hope to be their quarterbacks of the future uh, in this last year's draft. And then, as I had mentioned with the Titans, um, they had a slew of injuries that I think really kept them from competing. Uh, yet they, they still seem to be competitive in the games that they played. Yeah, we can never quite put an obituary on the Titans. And I think that's the testament to their head coaching. And they're going to, I I don't know if I'd call it a camp battle because Tannehill will probably win it, but they've got three dudes that can conceivably take snaps this year. If something happens to Tannehill, if their season goes pear-shaped with uh, Malik Willis and Will Levis now. Cody, your second team that won't quite live off to their, live up to their grand expectations. I got the... Um, consensus NFC South predicted winners, the mm-hmm. Saints not uh, not making the playoffs despite having the easiest schedule in the league. Uh, <laughs> their, their head coach, he's 15 and 38, he has no playoff appearances on his resume. Their offensive was outside the top 20 for the first time since 2005, and then they also lost some valuable members from their defense, and really, that's going to be their main bargaining point in 2020. Three. Um, they lost Anya Meta, Ellis, Tuttle. They were each standouts on their defense last year, and they also lost Davenport, um, ineffective, but also a starter. They did bring in Brian Breesey in the draft, but he's yet to get over his injuries at this point and is at best a one-for-one one with Davenport. They do have an elite secondary with Matthew May, Lattimore, Debo, and Roby, but they're depending on a 34-year-old Cameron Jordan, a feature on the defensive line. There's really not much behind them except for guys um, at, at best is just for potential. You do have Kamara who's going to be back, but it's not Alvin Kamara from that we know. Since the start of 2021, his yards per carry is 3.9 while also suffering a fall off in the receiving department. With Dennis Allen, the TDs disappeared down to just four last season for Kamara. And bringing in Jamal Williams should theoretically help with running back touchdowns. If the Saints can replicate the Lions red zone situations, which were really unique last year, couple that with Derek Carr having his worst year as a starter and him also not being the type of QB to elevate his team. And I have the Saints uh, not even finishing second in the division. Of course, we've talked about what I think of the Panthers and Falcons at this point. Mm-hmm. So. Man, that'll be murder for Derek Carr's poor reputation because uh, I think there's kind of a feeling like, oh, he can get out of. Las Vegas and show what he can really do because he's unfortunately for his sake trapped in that purgatory of is he good or is he not and and he has to be up there with as far as starting quarterbacks in the league right now who's been through the most head coaches Mm -hmm. Derek Carr has got to be up there (laughs) yeah he sure does (laughs) uh Jason your next team that's not going to quite live up to their grand expectations well, I was going to say the Jaguars as well, Wes. I, I agree with everything that you just said. I'm going to throw out uh, one that I, I'm not so sure on, but I'm going to go with it just because I can't see it happening again. But God, I'd be shocked if it did. But then I got to remember who's coaching the team is the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. God, I, can they come out and can Geno Smith do it again and just be a consistent different version of what Russell Wilson was there for many years. I mean, could that start? Yes. <laughs> I like the Seahawks this year. Seahawks are on my love list. I don't know. I, I mean, I can see it, but I don't want to see it. Um, 
I don't know. I, I, I think, I don't know what the national consensus is on those guys. Um, if they are predicted to, to do well, but I, I mean, I've heard a lot of good hype about them. Um, Gino's little deal that he signed, nothing extravagant, but, uh, good for him. Um, so, uh, but I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'd like to assume that the Rams are going to have a bounce back year. The, the Niners are going to be as good as always. The Rams bounce back year is not going to be anything like what we might be used to with that team, but I think they're going to be better. Um, Cardinals maybe with a new coach and now without Kyler, I know at least for the start of the season, it's probably going to be difficult, but I can't imagine that division to be as bad as it was last year. Yeah, I had the Seahawks on my list, um, so I'll go ahead and give my little speech on them now. And it does. It, it revolves around Geno Smith, and this isn't – I hope it doesn't come across as Geno Smith slander, uh, but I just need to see more than one season uh, and give time for defensive coordinators to scheme him and maybe figure him out. Uh, so yeah. in 2013, he entered to the league, and he, every season since, I'm going to list off his touchdown passes by year. 12, 13, 2, 1. One zero 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 five thirty. So it's like yeah. it's, it's like this just showed up out of nowhere and great for him. Like I'm glad that he did that. Uh, but I think it's more likely that it in retrospect will look back at this in five years and be like, yeah, remember that year Geno Smith was just a baller? Um, because if he does it again and throws 25 to 35 touchdowns, then we're looking at like uh Rich Gannon like explosion towards the end of his career, and those are so rare. That I don't know if it's Gino is 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 the guy to do it, but yeah, all of a sudden, this is the the first time since 2013 or 2014 that he was handed the scepter to be a team starting quarterback, and it really really worked. So for me, I guess a skeptic here, I have to see it twice in a row, and because I don't think it'll be quite as grand as last year, I'm gonna put them as playoff lists uh, because I have big plans for the Vikings making the playoffs. Packers might even sneak in there and somebody's got to be subtracted from last year's pool. And I have that as the Seahawks. Yeah. And I want to, I want to say one more thing. This could be more mystifying than anything else though. Cause let's just say he does go out there and put up another similar season to last mm -hmm. year, 30, 35 touchdowns, um, decent amount of yards again. And, and he looks like he did last year. Then what exactly? Because the only constant there. Other than Russell Wilson's numbers, which Geno Smith got pretty close to almost mm -hmm. identical, actually, yeah, for Russell were. Wilson's average. The only constant there has been Pete Carroll. <laughs> the, those offense, you can't credit the offensive guy because the offensive guy has changed multiple times throughout the year. But the whole time, at least I thought that Pete Carroll stayed away from the offense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so did I. I mean, it's like, what in the world? It, so, Carol is obviously, plays a part in there somehow. I don't know how, but yeah. then, you know, he, they rotated offensive coordinators in and out of that place because Russell Wilson wanted them to, or because Carol wanted them gone, or, or whatever the case may be. But, God, they must have burned through five or six of them when, with Russ there, didn't they? Yeah, and I think some of them got promoted which is kind yeah. of a byproduct of uh, Wilson's then greatness. We'll see if it's restored. Yeah, last year, 4,282 passing yards, 30 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions. And, like, I mean, that's a Kirk Cousins stat line. Well, for Kirk, we say, is that all you got, buddy? But for Gino, <laughs> yeah. Wilson, for Gino we go, good God, this guy is a – can you believe it? Yeah. Uh, and so, I, so, I same with wanna... Herbert. Same with Herbert, though. <laughs> Cousins had a better season than Herbert. <laughs> 
Also want to throw out that Geno Smith was second in deep pass accuracy in yeah. the entire league, and he was also first in uh, completion percentage overall. So not only was he an amazing uh, deep passer, but also very accurate in terms of completions. Speaking of that, speaking of that in the Seahawks, I found it absolutely mind boggling that in the NFL player voted top 100, the DK Metcalf didn't make the top 100. I mean, I'm a, we're all big fantasy football guys and Metcalf is pretty damn consistent. And I could not believe based on his name notoriety, like his biceps, like I can't believe that Metcalf wasn't in the top 100, but I they, they did say he was uh 101. 101. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah that's a little bit of justice. Um, but <laughs> some, sometimes that NFL top 100, like I, I do like it cause it's player voted, but Lamar was what? 71, 72. And it's like, what? I thought he was the guy that players loved and would have been a top 20 guy. So who knows? Maybe it, maybe it was the injuries the last two years. Uh, but mm-hmm. we are too. So Jason and I both had the Seahawks. Uh, Wes, who's your second team? Uh, I was going to go with the Bills, uh, okay. but because you touched on them um, and I wasn't here for that, I, I won't really dive into them. I will go with another a uh, perennial powerhouse uh, on the East East Coast, and I will go with uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, yes. Nobody slighted me at the grocery store today, so <laughs> I, I don't have any rhyme or reason why, but um, it's very difficult for the Super Bowl losing team to return to the promised land. Um this God is damn, but they're stacked, though, Wes. God dang it. <laughs> this is a you team, guys have been saying this all year, This too. is a team that has lost five defensive starters. Five. Oh, yeah. One, two, true. three, four, fifth. <laughs> five defensive <laughs> yeah. starters. Yeah. That's going to take some time to, to get going. Two. And their coordinator. And their defensive coordinator. And their defense coordinator. Two. They're going to have targets on their back. They they beat up a lot of teams they faced last year, and those teams are are gonna gonna be hungry. They're gonna remember, and I'm not exactly sure what Cody said about Dallas. It's very I, I can see both these teams kind of canceling each other out, and somebody like Washington that nobody saw coming <laughs> just rising to the top. Well, now um, that they got a new owner, that could happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I I think with the uh, subtractions on defense, uh, they did have some depth there to fill those spots, but it's going to take some time to um, get those players to gel and uh, really see what they have. Uh, Two of those stars were linebackers. Two of those were their safeties. So that middle of the defense could be susceptible to um big plays early in the season and i i i just think that right now they're anointed as you know the nfc favorite and there's only one way to go for them and that's down so i that's why i'm knocking them down a few notches um because of you know not entering the season with the same group of guys that got them to the super bowl and the time it'll take for for them to gel. Uh, I, I do think they're a, a good, talented team. I think that uh, they will most likely make the playoffs. Uh, it's possible they could win the division. Um, I 
don't think that they'll be the the number one seed coming out of the NFC though. And if you care, Wes, since you were a little late, the nature of the speech you just gave is the exact same feel outlook wise that I gave for the Bills. I don't think they're going to face plant. I just think there's something not quite right about them. And usually at this time of the year on shows like this, we're proclaiming the Bills, even on this show, is the next big team to finally get there. And I just don't feel that about them. I don't know if it's all that the weird dig situation or I just have fatigue that every time I see that, oh, Josh Allen's right there with Mahomes, and then he's very vividly not. Uh, it just seems like, uh, for me, the Bills are there. And right now, that's where you're at with the Eagles, that they got a lot of expectations to set. All right, final yeah, round. With- yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. With the Bills, uh, their division got better, and they struggled in games against uh, playoff teams last year. So that that in and <laughs> of itself is not a good to, mix. <laughs> to, yeah, drive me off of them. So yeah, and even when they play the bad team in their division, it's Belichick. So yeah, and that, that's not guaranteed to be one loss out of two, but there's a decent chance that Belichick nips them because that's what he he always does. Um, all right, final round. Um, I'm surprised we've only really doubled up once. Uh, Wes adapted on the fly. Let's see if we start to double up here. Cody, give us your final team on your list of, I guess, overrated. Yeah, well, I know I'm not going to double up with you because you mentioned this team already, kind mm-hmm. of. I got the Ravens. Oh, uh, everybody's, me. <laughs> everybody's hot on the Ravens right now. And, uh, of course, we're trying to find great teams and break them down here but uh with this offensive coordinator change everybody talks about how great it's going to be and the pace and everything like that well what if this uh change here in baltimore is going to go away from lamar's strengths as a quarterback i personally believe that lamar jackson could have a career year this year um even though he's already had an mvp i think he could have just as good of a year and he could win another mvp also Like I said, this could go completely away from his strengths. He could use his legs less, which could force him, obviously, to rely on his arm more. And then you also got Bateman and OBJ over there who, at best, are unreliable, even if they do or did have high potential. You got Zay Flowers, the short-armed, you know, mighty mouse up there who's getting a lot of uh hype right now but if he if he doesn't pan out and they're going away from mark andrews as a target hog in this offense things could kind of fall through especially if jk jk dobbins continues his hold in um this team has already struggled with injuries and finishing seasons in the past and in an ultra competitive afc north where at various points we've talked about all four teams doing damage uh in january somebody has to fall and general consensus would be pittsburgh I don't think it's going to be Cincinnati or Cleveland. Um, so if if it's not Pittsburgh, it could be Baltimore. And I just want to put up that their defense was not uh, as stout as it has been in years past. Last year, their past defense was 26th. They were third in scoring overall. So, you know, it's not a glaring weakness, but they were definitely struggling against the pass. And now that they're going to have a higher tempo and less control of the game clock, I'm not sure this team's equipped for shootouts before week one. You guys got to remember, we got to do a show specifically on the AFC North, because every time I sit down and think about it, it's just a round Robin of 
God, who's going to win this thing? And somebody, and this that, that's what happens when we start. Oh, the Bengals. Yeah. When we start pounding our chest about divisions, they ended up not being very good at all. The uh, Browns I, are going to take it. Yeah. Yeah. And that would mean that the like <laughs> Bengals take a step back or something weird. We have to do a whole show on it because it's like every division game is ruthless between those teams because they're all good football teams that, you know, if they stood alone in the NFC South or something like that, you'd be like, Oh, boom, Ravens going to win that division. Oh, boom, the Browns are going to win that, but they're all stacked together uh, by no fault of their own. All right. Coaches too. Yeah. Really good coaches. All right. Last one from you, Jason. Um, So my last one and I, and gosh, do I hope that I am wrong here? Cause I would love nothing more than to see this team go like 12 and five, at least 12 and five, uh, 13 and four would be even better. And, uh, I don't know why I've always kind of liked, I, I, I have a secret crush on this team primarily because of the old school throwback uniforms that I love so much. So I hope I'm wrong, but I got to see it first. And the Detroit Lions. Yeah. The, the Detroit Lions. I know they're getting a lot of hype, and rightfully so. Um, I've given them a lot of hype myself. I, I'm pretty high on Jared Goff compared to most people in the league. I think I do like what they're doing there. Um, but gosh, do we need to see this? Um, I just need to see it. Um, but I can see them coming up short. On on because I mean I think I think around the league there's some high expectations for this team. Um, and I don't think that there's any way they meet them. But I hope they do. I would like I said, 12 and six, uh, or 12 and five, that would be awesome to see. So yeah, we are we are I don't want to see them. I don't want to see them, I don't want to see 10 and seven <laughs> or nine and eight. I mean, I want to see them into the high, you know, the double digits, uh above 10, at least 11 wins. For a change, don't ask me why I like the Lions, but those, those old all silver helmets are just those are so clean back in the day. We're linked at the brain because the Lions are my final team, and I, on the other hand, do not want them to be good. Uh, <laughs> so we we differ in that aspect. Uh, but my main beef with them is twofold, and I've said this before: uh, their defense last year, even when they started winning the games in December and they beat the Packers, rah rah to cancel them from the playoffs, their defense did not improve. It flat out was just not very good. Uh, no matter what metric you use, if you use EPA for play DVOA or points allowed, the defense never got better down the stretch, but they somehow found ways to win games. Now they have the same defense back, the same defensive coordinator. They added uh, CJ Johnson and Cameron Sutton. Is that, that the cornerback they added? Yep. And and they had it when you uh, got down to brass tacks, their draft was defense, even though they or their draft was decent, even though they did it in a goofy order. But they have to go against the Lion or the Packers and the Vikings. And the Packers aren't gonna just roll over and die. You heard it here first. Uh the Vikings won 13 games last year and aren't idiots. And then everybody absolutely fell in love with Justin Fields after a third three and 14 season. So if, if the bears go six and 10, then we're going to have the statue for Justin Fields. That's the way that we're headed. And so I think that, I think the lions division um, is not right for the taking, even though that they're on hard knocks and everybody loves them. And the biggest thing that Jason said, I want to pound home is for a franchise franchise like this, you have to see it before you believe it. That's like what I'm talking about with the Packers. I need to see them die before I'm like, all right, yep, Rodgers is gone. They suck now. I'm never going to say that until Rod- <laughs> Love looks like a moron. Conversely, 
the, the Lions are like the Browns to me from five, six years ago. Like, why are we doing this? They got to be good for me to believe it. And what, if they start six and one, then Dustin will have been wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. But they start against the Chiefs. So that's probably an L. And I just don't think that <clears throat> I think they got a lot of romanticized esteem just because they beat the Packers uh, in week 18. And good for them. I loved every second of that. Yeah. And and one one last thing I'll mention, too, um, as it relates to that is even back when they had um, Megatron and I think they might have made the playoffs once or twice. And then back in the early 2000s or maybe it was the late 90s, even when they squeaked into the playoffs, they did so with a nine and eight record. (laughs) That's what I said. We need to get away. I don't want that either. I mean, we need to see like a Viking season from last year, Mm -hmm. something like that. Indeed. All right, Wes, you got uh, three minutes. Take us off air with the final team of the night. All right. So you said the uh, the Lions are like the 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 Browns of five years ago. The, mm-hmm. the Browns are like the Browns of five years ago. Let's <laughs> let's get it right. And, and they're my final team of the night here. Uh, USA Today put out a NFL records projection earlier this week. And they got that AFC North. They got the Bengals twelve and five, the Ravens eleven and six, the Steelers eleven and six, the Browns ten and seven. Oh God! It's AFC what West were they smoking? Year. What were they smoking? There. I know there's a lot of hype around the Browns. Oh, it's Watson's like first, you know, real year after the suspension. The Browns are gonna brown. They they're gonna <laughs> live with the sins of their deal for Deshaun Watson. They're not gonna win. Uh, they're not going to be competitive in that division. It, it, it's going to come down to one of the, the uh, three mainstays. Uh, Kevin Stefanski will be the first coach outed in the NFL. Ouch! And the Browns will be looking for a coach, you know, this summer. So I, I'm not a believer in the Browns. Uh, I think that they're going to be in for a rough season. I definitely don't see ten wins. Uh, they will be bringing up the rear of that division. And wrong, <laughs> wrong, <laughs> fake news. Who do you like in that division, Wes, to, uh, to win it at whatever, I guess, division winning record, 12 and 5, 11 and 6? Who do you like? Uh, I I still like Cincy. I mean, okay. since he's in a spot where the cap hasn't caught up to them to where, you know, it, it, mm-hmm. it's difficult to pay certain stars and certain players. They entered this offseason with a lot of cap space again. Uh, they only got about what one more year of that before yeah. they got to start think, paying yeah. folks. Yeah. Yeah. So um, because of that, it allows them to fill other areas on, on their team. And I, I think that they repeat uh, for the third time in that division. And also notably the chargers are in that situation too. And not that there are some big contender or anything, but uh, Herbert and Burrow came from the same draft, correct? Yes. Yes. So those teams have this tender spot for the next two years to really do it. Otherwise you're looking at a situation where the chiefs had to trade Tyreek Hill and it worked out for them because they have Mahomes at the helm. Um, But yeah, looking back, the, the, the Hill trade was just a total casualty of Mahomes's money and the fact they wanted to get better on defense. All right. Believe it or not, gentlemen, we are out of time, but we'll be back next Wednesday with a full week of training camps under our belts, presumably some injuries, maybe some new signings. Broncos white helmet's good, too. Oh, yeah. Every team needs to do I I tweeted that, and I'll stand by it. Uh, Every team needs to have a a whiteout because there's, there's nothing. Even the Browns can pull it off.
with yeah. just nothing on the helmet. All right, guys. We'll talk to you in one week. All right, guys. Good night. Later. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.